Welcome to the Lunch Break Hymn Sing, a podcast dedicated to the rediscovery of hymns, both ancient and modern, as well as the authors who penned them. I'm your host, Frank Aiken. Thank you for tuning in, and if you like the content of this podcast, please make sure to follow and subscribe for future episodes. The year was 1917. Woodrow Wilson was president. Women won the right to vote in the state of New York. The U.S. took possession of what we now know today as the U.S. Virgin Islands. And it was the year that America had declared war on Germany, thus entering into the First World War. In Pasadena, California, during this time, lived a businessman by the name of Frederick M. Lehman. Through a series of events that are unknown to historians, his business dealings fell through and he was forced to take on a life of manual labor. It was while he was working in a plant packing oranges that he penned the words to a hymn expressing God's love. He would write those lyrics on scraps of paper and even pieces of a wooden crate. With the melody in the first two verses of the hymn written, he went to work writing out the words to the third verse. As he began to put pen to paper, he thought about a poem that a friend of his had given him several years earlier. In those days, the rumor was that this poem was from the 1700s with the words found on the walls of a prison. Later, it would become known that it was actually words to a poem written by a Jewish rabbi in the year 1050 A.D., That poem can be found in the book, A Book of Jewish Thought, by Rabbi Hertz. The words to this poem would make up the third verse, and with that, we have the hymn, The Love of God. In the midst of all the turmoil and stress that we have come to know as the year 2020, God's love needs to be an attribute that we reflect on, and we reflect on that deeply. And what better hymn to meditate on? This hymn teaches us three things about God's love. First, it teaches us that God's love is infinite, and our salvation is an expression of that love. Listen to verse 1. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star. It reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. The second thing that it teaches us is that God's love is eternal and it is everlasting. Verse 2 says this, When years of time shall pass away and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall, When men who here refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, O love of God, how still and pure, how measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints and angels' song. The third thing that this hymn teaches us is that God's love is immeasurable. And I just love the way that that is portrayed here in verse 3. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade? 
to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Hear the words found in 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him, and He in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave His Son to win. His erring child He reconciled and pardoned from His sin. Shall pass away, and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall. When men who hear refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, O oh, love of God.
enjoyed this episode of the Lunch Break Hymn Sing. I'm Frank Aiken, and as always, thanks again for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, enjoy your lunch break.